This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. How do you reach those that need access to eye care in the world's poorest places? That's a question that helped inspire the formation of Orbis, an organisation that brings together the medical world and the aviation industry. So how do you improve eye care in hard-to-reach places in the developing world? Well, in the case of Orbis, you load a plane full of sight-restoring equipment and medical experts and you fly there. I spoke to Alan Thompson, Director of External Relations for Orbis, to learn about their work and their history. So Orbis began over 30 years ago and it was a unique idea of how can we take training to doctors and nurses in the developing world who really need the eye care training to help support eye care in their communities. So it's a, a unique combination between the ophthalmic world in the US and also the aviation world. And the idea is to take training out on, a, on an airplane. So over 30 years ago, on a, a DC-8 airplane, we put a hospital on board and we took it out to, to many countries and did training for local eye care surgeons in the latest techniques. And since then, we have grown and we have done work in over 92 countries worldwide. It really is a fantastic idea. I can only imagine in times gone past how difficult it would be to reach certain areas of the world and teach people and train them to do you know, the things that they do now. And a plane is just the best possible idea to do that. It's proven over the last 30 years to be a very successful way of taking the latest techniques, the latest technology out to many countries around the world. And Whereas we started with the, the Flying Eye Hospital, as it is known, over the last 15 or so years, we've recognized the need to have longer-term programs in, in many countries around the world. So we would initiate a program by taking the Flying Eye Hospital to a country, working with the Ministry of Health and the hospitals in, in, in the region. But since the year 2000, we've had what we call long-term programs in countries such as Ethiopia, Nepal, Bangladesh, and more recently Zambia, where we've established long-term programs so that we can have a, a real impact on the lives of those that are going blind and those that are blind in developing countries. That must be really important, that continuity of eye health in these countries, because you could easily turn up and do a number of operations on certain eye conditions and leave, and then the problem would just return at some point, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we're always about, we're a teaching and training organization. So we take some of the world's best ophthalmologists, nurses, anesthetists, and also the biomedical engineers. And they go to countries and we we have a phrase, which is, you know, we go to show how rather than to show off. And it's about really teaching and embedding that knowledge. And Zambia is a fantastic example because we started working in Zambia back in 2011. And in that time, over the last four years, we've established the country's only child um, eye care centre at an existing government facility called the Kitway Eye Annex. And we trained one of the ophthalmologists there in paediatric speciality, provided all the equipment that they needed um, so that we could actually do surgeries for children in, in the country at a, at a good level, and both in terms of quality and quantity. And so, yeah, we've really managed to embed that knowledge within the, within the government and within the government system and within the, the country. I guess then after that, there must become a, a culture of eye care as well in the country and the communities. So that education would be passed through to communities as well. Very much. We, we call it the Orbis Ripple Effects, which is where we, you know, we, we train the ophthalmologists and the eye care teams within 
hospitals and then they in turn will, will train their teams and then it's all then about training all the way through the health system. So what we're doing with our new campaign, Vision for Zambia, which is to expand our work out of the, the tertiary hospitals and the, the area surrounding uh, Kitway uh, in the in the Copperbelt region of, of Zambia and to take that learning and to um, train and equip community health workers across the region. So from primary eye care units in the in, in uh, in, in rural villages in the Copper Belt and the northwestern regions, and really to make sure that that knowledge and expertise is, is at all levels of the health system. So if a child has a need for uh, glasses in uh, a rural village, that can be identified there rather than them having to travel all the way to a hospital maybe 500 miles away. So it's about embedding that knowledge within the whole of the, whole of the healthcare system. What would the reality be like for, say, a child in Zambia that wouldn't have access to any kind of eye care or eye health if they didn't have that intervention? There's a boy called Mwemba, who is um, uh, a boy that came through um, our our program in Zambia, and he's a really good example. Um, so at the age of five, he was you know, just starting to go to school, playing with friends, and he developed at the time his parents didn't know but what was the beginning of a cataract and he became withdrawn and he stopped playing with friends and the, the teacher noticed that he couldn't really follow what was going on in class and it's unfortunately such a typical story he then just stopped going to school and so for about two years he basically became a bit of a recluse in his in his in his house in, in, in his village and it wasn't until his uncle actually had heard about the work that Orbis was doing in uh, the northern part of Zambia. Uh, Mwemba was from the southern part of Zambia, and sort of talked to the parents about how you, they really should take him to visit the the INX, the children's INX that we'd set up. And he did. And after two years of of his cataract getting worse and worse, he had a very you know relatively simple operation. Was given a pair of glasses, and then at the age of eight or nine, he could suddenly return to school and suddenly start playing with friends again. And it really just is. I mean, it sounds you know, incredible, but it really is, you know, giving a, a child their, their life back and their ability to learn and to, to play and to learn and to get an education. And it really is, makes that much difference to, to children's lives. I could totally understand that, Alan, because I would imagine they would be excluded from education and wouldn't then be allowed to, for that reason, go on to become a member of the community that's working and supporting their community. Absolutely. And we, so we very much talk about the fact that by giving a person or particularly a child their sight back not only are you giving them their life back but you're obviously helping their their family who might well have had to give up work maybe to look after their child you're helping them to get you know back within the community and you're helping helping the community itself so it really has this kind of as we say this ripple effect which really benefits more than just the individual that's that's being treated so the Flying Eye Hospital obviously helps you to reach people like Moamba in Zambia. What is actually on it itself? It must be uh, quite impressive. It is. It's an amazing. I mean, it's uh, the current plane that we have is a is a DC-10. So it's an old big cargo plane essentially, and it's donated to us by um, FedEx, and they maintain it as part of one of their fleets. So it's an incredibly cost-effective plane to run for Orbis. So on it, where the traditional business class seats are, we have a 48-seat classroom. So if you can imagine the, uh, where, the, where the business class would be, the whole front of the plane is, is a classroom with 48 seats, and there's a, a 
lots of audiovisual equipment and at the front there's a screen. Behind that there's a uh, audiovisual room and then there's a sort of laser and uh, a patient care room where we do the initial kind of analysis um, of, of eye conditions through um, all the testing. So there's a, there's a room there called which is our laser room. Behind that and over the wings is the operating theatre and this is a fully fledged state-of-the-art operating theatre. And then behind that we have the stabilization room and the recovery room so it really is a small hospital on board a plane and so people get, to, get taken through the whole whole process that is needed uh, in order to um, carry out surgery on the plane but a reminder that it really is a, it's a training tool essentially so we'll have a leading surgeon who will be doing the surgery in the operating room he'll have a group of local uh, doctors who'll be watching him, observing them whilst doing the, the surgery. And at the same time, the volunteer doctor will be explaining what the processes are and why he's doing what he's doing. And any of the local doctors and anyone who's in the, the classroom, who will also be other eye care team specialists, can stop, ask questions at any time. So effectively, they're watching this live broadcast of a, of a surgery on board the plane. And so it's an amazing teaching tool. Yeah, it sounds like a, an absolutely fantastic idea. And I understand that Orbis has a number of volunteers as well. Um, how important are volunteers to your work? Well, they're essential. So we have around 500 volunteers worldwide, of which about 80 come from the UK and Ireland. So they're from leading uh, institutions in the UK, such as Moorfield, Stoke Mandeville, many of the leading eye care um, hospitals in, in the UK. And they are often top-level consultants because not only do they have to be excellent surgeons, they also have to be excellent trainers. And they will give their time, maybe one or two weeks a year, so they will either travel on board the Flying Eye Hospital, will we'll travel to where the Flying Eye Hospital is based and will um, yeah, give a week or two's worth of their time to do the training that is needed by the, the local hospitals. Or often, and this is the case with Zambia actually, they will return to the hospital maybe once or twice a year without the plane, but go and do what we call hospital-based programs. So they go and work with the surgeons for a week in their local hospital to really impart their skills and knowledge. So the volunteers are absolutely critical to what Orbis does. So just how much of a difference does the work of Orbis make to the individuals and the communities that they live in? Well, it makes a massive difference. I mean, over the last uh, 32 years that we've been in existence, We've carried out something like 23 million treatments, trained over 300,000 eye care professionals and personnel. That's a huge number. And so they will then go on and uh, continue to treat and then to train as well in, within their communities so that people just have a much better eye care or access to eye care. So really for the communities where we work, it, it provides you know, a lifeline in terms of access to eye care that they just wouldn't otherwise have. And what about the future, Alan? The world seems a bit of an uncertain place just now. What mm. are Orbis's aims for the future? So Orbis, over the last five years, has been expanding our work in sub-Saharan Africa. And we have started uh, work in Zambia, in, in South Africa, in Ghana, in Cameroon, um, as well as having a long-term program in Ethiopia. So we're kind of covering East, South, Central and West Africa. And the idea is to that those countries, as we develop their skills, will become regional training centers for the countries around them. 
So one of our big plans, for example, is in Zambia, where we have launched this campaign, Vision for Zambia, is to really expand our work from just working in the sort of the, the, the hospitals to really making it community-based work. So taking the work out to people where they can have eye care in the towns and villages where they need it, rather than maybe often in, in big cities. So a lot of our work is about reaching children who are in hard-to-reach areas. They're in the really rural areas of places like Zambia. So we really encourage people to uh, support our Vision for Zambia campaign. And we have a generous donor that has agreed to give a pound for everyone that gives their email address to support our campaign. And the great thing about Vision for Zambia, too, is that until the 3rd of February, all donations are being matched by the UK government. So essentially, people can go on our website, find out more information, sign up to the campaign for free, and each person that does that always will get £2. The more people that do that, the more children that we can give back their sight. It sounds incredibly positive, Alan. Where could listeners learn about the Flying Eye Hospital, Orbis, and uh, maybe even get involved? Well, certainly they can go to visionofzambia.org or to Orbis' main website, which is orbis.org.uk. They can find out all the information they need there, both about our specific Vision for Zambia campaign or about Orbis' work in general. They can obviously then contact us through the website and you know, we'd love to be able to talk to people about the work we do in more detail and how they can help. Director of External Relations for Orbis, Alan Thompson, many thanks for talking to me today. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.